Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the recent price rise that's going to be coming to ESPN Plus and how that could impact on Disney Plus. We're also going to be talking about some of the other big news this week, including Bluey and also uh, Dancing with the Stars. Plus, we'll be sharing our thoughts on some of this week's big Disney Plus releases, including the finale of Miss Marvel and much more. But before we do any of that, quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do hit that subscribe button here on YouTube or on audio platforms. You can also comment below it um, with any of your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, etc. And also make sure you um, have a bookmark or do uh, the mailing list, or whatever, on, on the website so you keep up with all the latest. On that, let's jump into it. So let's start off with the big one, really. Um, let's start with some um, the title of, of, the, of the episode. So ESPN Plus is going to be increasing its prices from August the 23rd by 43%, going up from $6.99 a month to $9.99 a month, or the annual package is $69.99, going up to $99.99. Obviously, this bundle is only in the United States. Um, the current Disney streaming bundle isn't set to go up in price because it includes... Um, Hulu with ads, or you can kind of get the other, uh, there's a little version, and then you also get Disney Plus. I suspect the bundle is going to go for a real big shift, and uh, maybe um, in the next coming months, or depending on what's going on with Disney Plus. But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of talk about this. A lot of people, obviously, you know, subscribers generally like, uh, I don't like the price going up by three dollars, but also there's a bit of Got some people going, no, I don't want to pay it because it's not got everything that I want. But there's also a lot of other people going, well, there's a lot of content being added to ESPN. They're spending a fortune on content and they're adding more and more value to it. And in comparison to other uh, sports networks, it's actually relatively quite cheap. Um, I look at this as more of a, I, this, this kind of price was like, for me, I actually did something exact opposite. It was like, oh, they aren't, they aren't, but they aren't um, adding this, in, they aren't adding ESPN Plus into Disney Plus anymore. That was how I took that price rise are just going they're not going to do that in a in august and then bundle it in then in september that would make no sense to do that uh alternatively they're doing it to make it look better when it joins disney plus at the regular without a price increase or with the the uh, yeah. already assumed price increase because i don't think it's what they're doing but it is important to remember one of the very common uh sales tactics that's out there uh, extremely common is to have two products one which is very clearly uh the better price option than the other and the other one only exists to go uh yeah don't look at our competition prices don't look across the street at their prices look at this price and look at that price and look at how much better product b is than product c and i i that's probably not the case here but that's always something we have to keep in mind that like uh, if you want to keep ESPN Plus by itself, you have to pay this price. But if you want this part of your Disney Plus, uh, well, it's just right there. And look at all the other stuff you get for Disney Plus. Yeah, see, I'm kind of, the, I saw this and I was like, hmm, I've got a feeling now that I can't see them merging quite as soon as, because um, I, th I thought that that was a possibility, especially with like Apple TV is set to get like um, American football. They've recently got some other soccer, um, Amazon. They're all playing around in sports, but I could see some live sports being added for free onto Disney Plus, like they're doing with Hulu and a ABC right now. But I think, in all honesty, and I don't know why they haven't really gone down this line yet, of putting ESPN Plus available within the Disney Plus app, like they've done with Hulu, as an additional add-on. Because that way you keep the price of Disney Plus lower, but you have the option there as an, um, a, you know, and you can get it a little bit cheaper maybe. But the price of the, the, the 
I mean, there's been a lot of talk of turning like ESPN Plus into like its own separate standalone platform, kind of equivalent to the cable version for people that don't have cable um, as more and more people move away. And for me, that price point really shifts the idea away of it, of it possibly having a a full merger with Disney Plus now, and now I think it's like lately going to be it's going to be an add-on or a built into Dis as as it currently is or a standalone app. It just feels like it shift the thing shifted a little bit with this price rise. Yeah, and I would assume that that's based on their own research, where you know they've looked at it and gone, you know, we've been adding the ESPN documentaries to to Disney Plus, or we've seen the numbers from other streaming companies that have them merged in together, and. It turns out that the people watching Disney Plus and the people watching ESPN Plus don't actually overlap so much that it makes it worthwhile to put them all into a single thing. Um, obviously, they're not going to publish that kind of data, but if they are going in this direction, well, it looks like they are, that would be my guess, that, that they have found that it works better as two different apps in terms of subscriber bases and uh, what people are using the apps for. I think I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if eventually ESPN, you go into an ESPN hub and then you get like a certain number of stuff for free, like the 30 for 30, maybe the occasional live sport event is like ones that they really want to push. Like they, because they, they do share live streaming on Hulu, ABC, and ESPN Plus already. So it's not like that would be uncommon. They, you know, they've paid for rights to put it where they want and they can run advertisements. And, and then you kind of go, oh, you want all the sports where you got to pay this extra fee to kind of get access to it. It keeps the Disney Plus price much lower um, because I'd have to pay for it. You know, you, everyone would have to pay for that sports. Um, it might also, because it's very interesting as well, because ESPN Plus is just in the US. Internationally, we've got ESPN Player, which is, um, you, know, hard, you know, hardly anyone uses it compared to, um, you know, like other streaming services. It's the same price why they don't just go for a, a global espn plus um brand um because they even even on like our, our on our like i'll just bring it up here um it what always got me with that like that tom brady special it says it's an espn plus original it's like well we've got that over here on our icons like well, we don't even have espn plus <laughs> um but yeah, it's like sports is one of those really weird things. Like for me, I don't want really any. I, you could take all that ESPN content off Disney Plus, and it wouldn't bother me at all. Though I did watch the XFL special the other week that they put on there. I, it's not my thing. It's not what I'm interested in. But it does appeal to um, you know sports fans, um, to, to adults and stuff. So I, I understand, and especially with some of the road content, you might as well use it. You might as well ease people into this content. And if they can put on a, a free game or a free and kind of go, oh, there's more on. I, I feel like that's where we could see this. Maybe that idea of the bundle just coming down to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, which I think is a much more realistic option of just of focusing in on sports and entertainment and kind of keeping them a little bit of a lee over, a little bit of a way over. But I mean, I think like um, Apple TV, they got uh, the the soccer rights for the US. They're still charging extra to get access to it. They're not including it in their main main Apple Plus, uh, well, Apple TV Plus, whatever they call it. Well, that's that's the other aspect to it, of course, and it probably also applies to ESPN Plus as well. Is that the rights to sports, at least in the states, and and probably depending on the popularity of the sport in other countries, mm -hmm. like cricket in India and so on. Uh, the amount that these companies pay to have the rights to uh, to broadcast them are actually really, really large. Yeah. Uh, so keeping them separate on the balance sheet from our uh, created content, from the curated content, even from the National Geographic content, 
and the sports content uh, makes it a little bit easier for them. Plus, you know, the second revenue stream lets them justify the cost of what they're spending on it. And right now we are seeing a bit of a bidding war as each of the, the companies grabs whatever they can, try to get the most popular one in each region, obviously, but yeah. there's still secondary sports that are very popular as well. And that's what's going on right now. Yeah. I think every major streaming company, except no, even Netflix, has announced some sort of sports package somewhere yeah. for something that will grab subscribers, absolutely will 100% grab subscribers just for that particular sport. Yeah, and I mean, like you say, I mean, they end up, they could end up merging in. I, I don't know. I mean, what, do you, what, do you, where do you think they are going to go? Do you think it's going to be a separate, or they will eventually merge them together? Ultimately, I think it's going to stay separate. The only way it ends up merging in uh, to the Disney Plus app properly is as an add-on, pay an extra fee for ESPN Plus within uh, and, Disney Plus. Yeah. And and to me, I I always viewed that that was something that was eventually always going to come in was that like a, a it would make complete and utter sense to have the ESPN hub and then you click on it and then it brings you into, um, here's some stuff for free. Would you like, you know, and then there's a kind of upgrade to have because it sports is so expensive. It will just push the price up for everybody and having it as a separate add on. And then if you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. But if there's a little bit of sport, I think some people will quite like that. I think there'll be a, you know, if you get a one game, you know, you get a couple of games a week or something, or the odds, you know, you maybe got a new documentary that they're dropping on there, you know, they can use it to kind of boost it like they have been doing with some of their other ones. Yeah. However, the the other side of that, though, is, of course, we're approaching this from the Disney Plus side yeah. of, will should ESPN be an add-on for Disney Plus? But that's not ignoring, but it's kind of going with the idea that Disney Plus is the main package and ESPN is a secondary Patrick. There are more than enough people who are just like yep i want sports i want sports i don't care about the marvel shows i don't care about star wars or you know the disney princesses any of that i just want my sports i want my american football my british football yeah. hockey etc that they're like yeah why would i why would i get D disney plus and then pay for espn on top of it just let me have espn without this this stupid Disney package, you know? Yeah, and I, I, that's why I think, I think like, um, like they've done it with Hulu, where you can either access it within it or separately. And it's probably, the, it is exactly the same username and password. So you could have the two apps. And I think we're going to, I, I think at some point, there's going to be much more of a better connection. They've kind of established in some way over the last few months with this ESPN content that it, there's stuff in there. They've set the tone. You know, they're dropping some of these um, series in there. So if they add an ESPN hub in there, it kind of almost acts as an, a, a gateway into ESPN Plus for Disney Plus subscribers. I think, and, you know, ESPN Plus subscribers are growing drastically in the US. And then also internationally, they can kind of do the same thing. They can put the ESPN hub in there and they can put some of the sports and stuff. Because they've got a lot less live access to sport but they still got some things and then they can use that much easier whether it's all built in or they can again make it into a, a global add-on for the sports and, and do it that way like you know i think it's a lot easier now um, for example here in europe because now europe and middle east and africa have all got disney plus it makes it much easier for them to do the thing with um the espn player which is available in all those countries it's like we had to wait for them to come in it also might indicate as well you know it opens up with the hot star 
stuff maybe being moved over because they you know they can put the sports into the sports package and you can see the things are kind of moving around we're just going to have to wait and see but to me this price rise while i i completely understand it from the point of view going well espn have really been spending some money on some sport they're spending billions of content on it they need to raise the prices i i mean to be honest that 4.99 and then 5.99 and six because they've been putting that up nearly yearly it was really cheap I mean, you know, it was really cheap for what it was, but now they're fully embracing, and they know so many people now have just not got cable for sports, and and they need to get them on. And I, I don't know. I I think this is, to me, it's actually made it a little bit more clearer that there is probably going to be much more of a big divide, um, with this ESPN content. Yeah, the only problem there, of course, is that rationally speaking, when we look at these things, is it's not. Oh man, I've been underpaying for ESPN all this time compared to you know, man, the the. Four dollars was just so cheap, and now to go. Oh well, we're adding three dollars. It's not. Oh well, that that's actually still less than the industry yeah. is. Like, no, that's another three dollars per month, thirty six dollars per year. Like, come on, guy. That yeah. It, from a rational perspective, yes, they're still well within the normal range, and honestly, they probably had to do this. But yeah. it, it is it is difficult to to see a price increase that's almost 50% basically yeah well i mean i i think as well as like in some way the 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 way that like the stock market and the and every all the investors and stuff they're no longer going grow grow get big grow big get big you know we eventually you're going to make some money and they're going no 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 cut that out make money now stop mm. stop trying you know it's better to have two you know 20 million subscribers that you make a profit on then 25 million or 30 million that you make no money on. you know it's like they essentially have to make more money to make this thing worth it because they aren't going to run making a loss forever you know they're at some point it has to you know and i think the scale you know they might be reaching point like oh how many more subscribers are we going to get and you know they, they will lose some but it's like for for every one they lose for everyone that stays it pretty much offsets it with this price rise yeah we will have to wait and see how the market reacts to it stock um, went up stock went up with this it, announcement about four well, percent i think almost the, i think the stock market had a really impressive uh friday at least I, i'm talking in general yeah. like the stock market itself had a pretty big bump but again the day-to-day -day isn't the question it's mm -hmm. that month to month if not year to year view of things that that matter and also uh the stock market does kind of require infinite growth which at some point will no longer be sustainable and we're actually probably pretty close to that honestly but on that note let us know what you think do you think espn plus will become an add-on within oh, sorry espn plus will become an add-on within disney plus or keep, keep separate or merge we'd love to hear your thoughts on that let's jump now into some other news um it was announced this week that bluey season three is going to be coming to disney plus on august the 10th um, so all your parents out there can be um, assured that you, you're not going to have to keep watching through the same episodes over and again. You're going to get some new ones, 25 new episodes dropping. The other 25 episodes from season three will be dropping at a later date. They'll be dropping onto Disney Plus around the world, um, in the UK, Canada, um, in loads of countries, except for in Australia and New Zealand, because there's some different deals down there. But yeah, the, the list of countries is about like this long. So the only one, it was Australia and New Zealand seem to be the only ones that were missing from there. But yeah, I know a lot of people, a lot of, I mean, Bluey was number one, like last week on trending for like four days running and going, you guys know there's Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel yeah, on there. Like, and they were just like, nope. It was like, right, Kenobi's over, bring back Bluey. Now, <laughs> well, again, 
the people watching Obi-Wan and the people watching Bluey are probably not the same people. The accounts are the same, but the yeah. people are not. Um, and if, we've seen this, of course, with Mickey's Playhouse and the racers yeah. and so on. They are perpetually on the trending tab. And it's not that all of the subscribers are, are going home like, ah, oh, new episode of Bluey, got to sit down. No, it's the kids are sitting in front of it and they're watching 12 episodes at a time and then tomorrow they're watching the same 12 episodes at a time and then tomorrow they're watching this we do it with simpsons or, yeah. or we broadly speaking that's that's why the simpsons are there we've got tons and tons of people who are just watching the simpsons or leaving it on in yeah. the background and, well, and, yeah it's, it's a really big thing of just like having like back you almost like have a favorite background show that you have on at the moment that you can mm -hmm. you don't have to fully pay attention to exactly and it, most of us have some form of that it it may not be the same show over and over for some people, but when you've got like The Simpsons with how many hundreds of episodes, even just being like, I'm going to start from the beginning and end at the end, that that's a lot of episodes. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing as well here, like in the UK, of uh, the difference of, like you say, of having having content like that, you know, because I'll just bring up here, for example, here in the UK at the minute, you know, you look at our streaming, streaming one and... The, the, the trending and it is like thing family guy is just constantly there like you say the simpsons Grey's anatomy modern family just all these kind of shows that you can just put on and just keep leaving on and leaving on and leaving on um it's like my parents over there they've binged through 10 seasons of cr criminal minds on disney plus in the last couple of you know they're just making their way through them all and yeah you know you just it, there's a lot of content there for that that kind of reason yeah and there there is no particular secret behind the ones that are up there they have tons of episodes Grey's yeah. Anatomy has been on what season we're on season 18 yeah. 18 yeah Criminal Minds NCIS these are, they have tons and tons of episodes they just turn them out mm -hmm. so even if you're just casually watching and like oh yeah I'm gonna watch the it's like 200 episodes 300 yeah. episodes it's gonna get onto the trending tab if enough people do that now getting back to Bluey though of course um my understanding I don't have kids myself but from every pretty much every parent I've ever talked to about Blue, they're like, this is a great show. We love yeah. putting our kids in front of it. Uh, and I don't think they, I've ever heard anyone really say negative things about Bluey. So no, I mean, uh, we did a podcast episode with uh, a well-known uh, Bluey podcast um, earlier this year with Josh. And, you know, it's like, you know, the parents are all loving, they all love it because it's stuff in there for them, which is generally doing well. But yeah, so Bluey, Bluey will be heading to our screens next month. Um, it was also announced um, some details on Dancing with the Stars, which is coming to Disney Plus in Canada and the US in the fall. It'll be the first live streaming show that'll be happening every single week. It has been confirmed that Tyra Banks will be returning as one of the hosts, along with former Season 19 champion Alfonso Ribeiro, who you might know as Carlton from uh, what's it, Prince of right, Bel-Air. Um, it's kind of funny because Alfonso was on, um, he's been on the UK show quite a few times. He was a special guest judge here. on, on So it's like, I've seen him do stuff here as well. And like, um, yeah, that seems like a good fit um, with, um, the you know, with the host and stuff. So it's like, they are shifting it a little bit. The judges are going to be returning. You've got Bruno and Len will be back along with um, Derek. And also, I don't know this other, I don't know who she is. Carrie Ann. I don't know who she, I'm, I haven't seen Strictly. That was... The other because Len and Bruno were they used to do the US show and then they'd fly to the UK and do the UK show and then so they'd be they'd spend like three, four months of the year running but so for us we had them for like you know up until recently. Basically, 
um, Len retired in the UK because he couldn't keep doing the two. And Bruno also, with the pandemic, essentially he had to pick <laughs> and with all the all the restrictions and stuff. And then essentially um, they've had to well, replace him over here because he's been gone for a couple of years. So they kind of had to kind of find and um, Anton says replace him. He, he's really good anyway. But it's always funny because it's a bit like I know in America it's not as popular, but over, it's just over here. This show is just so big. It's hard not to kind of for that to carry over onto this show because they go, well, it's huge. Here. <laughs> it's the biggest it, show of the year. I wouldn't under underrate it here. It might not be yeah. like the number one show of the year, but uh, this has very commonly been one of the water cooler talk ones. Uh, or particularly, you know, if you're part of our generation or younger, talking to your parents, like, oh, yes, we sat down and watched uh, so, you, so You Think You Can Dance or whatever, yeah. or Dancing with the Stars. And uh, and that is one of the common converse, conversation stars. In fact, to the point where I expect that seeing this is, will be streaming on Disney+, Plus. if you are uh, a child of a technically illiterate parent, you may want to anticipate, hey, how can I get Disney Plus set up on my my TV or something. I, I did this with my in-laws this week. They got a new TV. So it was like a set up, you know, BBC Channel 4, got them into Netflix. I was like, all right, I'll give you BBC, I'll give you Disney. I'm like, they're like, well, how does all this work? Like, that's fine. My dad can work it out. So you guys will be fine. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, get them, get them into, and like writing down some shows, like watch these. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, um, it's, we, I think we all have had that experience and <laughs> it's always, it's nice having technically literate parents. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I am expecting that call somewhere around the time when, when this starts to become much more publicly known. I know that it's not exactly a secret, but they haven't been advertising it as much. Once the, those uh, trailers are on Disney plus on Disney plus. Uh, yeah. Can you, you come, come into town for a couple of days and make sure it's all set up for me. It, I, once it's set up, it'll be fine. Like my mom, I've talked about it before. She loves her Netflix Korean dramas and she watches them pretty much every day. She knows how to do this. It's just that initial setup. Yeah, it's just that, that <laughs> initial bit. And I, I know my dad's more than, he, more than, he's, he's, he, he was going to, it got up me the other day. Go, have you watched Halo yet? It's like, because I'm not sure about it. I got like, dad, I'm not even, I've started Halo yet. Because <laughs> I logged him into yeah. Paramount Plus and he's, he's been, he's been, I said, yeah, get up. So he's enjoying some of the shows on there as well. Um, right, let's also talk now about the Emmys because Disney had a really good um set of nominations, so they got all got announced. Disney had over 147 Emmy nominations. Um, all the shows, I mean, so many shows got nominated. I mean, we're, we're not going to go through the whole list because it's just ridiculous. Um, some big ones there were like, um, Only Murders in the Building picked up 17 nominations. Um, also shows like The Dropout, Dope Sick, Pam and Tommy, all of which, and this is where it kind of really gets a little bit interesting because, and this is what I kind of wanted to talk about, was so many of these Emmy nominations, a lot of people, like Hulu got like 60% of them. And it was like, like, oh, like for us international folks going, and oh, Disney Plus didn't do very well. Like, you know, Disney Plus did really well internationally because it's like nearly all of these here are... Um, like star originals. I mean, the amount of Disney original programming that got nominated here in the UK is incredible. I mean, it was just an incredible um, set of stuff, really, because I'm just going to bring up uh, Disney Plus so you can see a bit. But, it, you know, Disney really pulled in. There were a lot of technical ones for the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows, uh, which is to be expected. 
they never really do very well in not these kind of award shows anyway for nominations because um there's kind of always that thought really that you know they're not really like it's, it's hard to say what they are it's almost like you know not something that people want to people associate with um awards is it uh, they're they're popcorn movies. They yeah. you, you go in and enjoy them, but you're not going in for like something super emotional or or revealing. You're not going to understand great truths about the universe when you're done with them. It that you go in, you enjoy the experience, you have fun with it, but you know you, you go yeah. home and it's your life doesn't change in any way, shape, or no. form afterwards. So just looking here at the, like like the Disney Plus Emmy no Award nominee section, you know, of, of this is again like the big difference of when it's all combined into one platform. You know, we've got these. I mean, Abbott Elementary. Have you got around to watching that one yet? I haven't. Although out of all the sitcoms, it's one of the few that I'm kind of yeah. I might want to try this one out. It's good. I mean, I literally binged the whole lot in two days. I started it. Um, it's 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 a really good show. I mean, how I met your father. I think I only picked like two technical awards. I think it's a little bit of pushed put on the front. You know, Atlanta. Like say, um, it's, it's just strange. But only murders in the building. Like in the second tab, I'm like, well, you guys, that was been there. It's like the most nominated one. Chippendale Rescue Rangers getting best t getting nominated for best TV movie. It has to win. Come on. Please <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good, um, and then you know like the classic things like you know um, some of these other shows and stuff that got in there as well. But it really showed me of what happens of what the difference is when Disney is all combined because there was a lot of talk of um, the Emmys didn't give out a list of like per network because there's a lot of like like I don't want to say a bit of protectism about who's got what. So Netflix will go, we've got all of them. But HBO will be like, well, that's HBO, but that's the HBO Max team. And then Disney go, the FX team go, no, we're, we're over here. And that's just go, no, we, we are separate. And then Disney go, no, you're all mine. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you know, they'll be like, you know, you see all these stories go, Netflix won them. It's like, not like, no, 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 they didn't. Disney actually got more than it. But because of the way they report it, it doesn't come up. Because I was, I, was, <laughs> I was going through trying to count them all up. I'm like, like trying to get the stories out, and I actually got right, I'm giving up. I'll give this an hour or two to Disney put out their tally because I was losing because <laughs> of so many. I'm just like oh, every time I went, like more would be in and out. So I'm like, this is just ridiculous of how many they've been nominated for. But yeah, it's a really good showing for them, and it's gonna be interesting when they all get announced of how many of the Disney shows are gonna pick them up because they've had something amazing shows this year. They have, and again across all the brands, so they they have a lot of different categories that they're eligible for. But I'll say the same thing I say every time with Emmys and Oscars and stuff. It's just like, it's nice for them to get recognized and the creators should get recognized. Let's mm. be clear about that. You should get recognized for your work, uh, especially when you, you do something that is uh, landmark or groundbreaking or, or excellence in your field. But honestly, I find this whole thing just tedious, just <laughs> completely tedious. I, I, not going to watch the Emmys, not going to watch the Oscars. I probably should for the podcast at least, but honestly, I I cannot care about this. I've tried yeah. and it just But it's one of the only thing I had before we move on is it really shows as well of what, what we've been talking about a lot over this last year where we've been sort of gushing over like you know, Pam and Tommy and The Dope Sick and The Dropout and Only Murders in the Building. You know, we've been talking about these shows um, and you know we're going to be talking in the uh, coming up about you know, under the banner of heaven, and uh, in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully, you know, 
there's going to be some shows dropping here internationally, like The Bear and The Patient and The Old Man. You know, we've got some the next wave of big series. And now we've known ourselves of how much, for us as adults, to be able to talk about some real decent shows rather than just superhero stuff. And we know we love the superhero stuff, but it's nice having, and that is, to me, it was like really good of just seeing some of the, those big, strong shows really kind of picking up the, the awards nominations, which I thought was great. But again, it's, it's really nice on paper. It's great for, and again, great for the teams involved to get that recognition because they don't always get the viewership, but to, to go, yeah, dope six really good. Uh, the dropout is really, really good. And, I think everyone's got at least one friend who's like, yes, I watched all of the best picture nominations every single year for Oscars. You know, that I watch all of them because if they got nominated, then they're worth watching. But the vast majority of people are going to look and say, oh, that's cool. Do Dope Sick got nominated. Uh -huh. All right. Well, I'm just going to go over here and watch the season of Dancing with the Stars instead. You know, it was, I must be on the main like title ones of like the main shows and stuff. I was like, wow, I've been quite good at this year. I've been. I've been because you know I try and watch. I did try and watch some of the other big shows on the other networks. That, you know when the people are talking about it, because in some ways I don't have because I don't have to cover them. I can just enjoy them a little bit. You know, like Stranger Things or we've you know Yellowstone or um, some of these other big shows. You know, The Staircase and all that. You know, and it's sometimes it is just nice just to have watch something I don't have to think about. Okay. Uh, I've never heard of that last one, The Staircase. The Staircase, yeah. And Colin Firth. He, push this mm -hmm. you know it's all about a, a murder about being shoved down the stairs and yeah it's it's, it's not mm -hmm. too bad well Colin Firth's uh, a good actor so yeah except that anyway moving on right let's now talk about Pixar and Disney at the D23 Expo in September so Disney has announced some of its plans so we're going to be getting some first looks some sneak peeks and presentations around in the upcoming and uh, classic adventure films as well as streaming titles there will be interactive displays, artist autograph signings, shareable photo opportunities, filmmaker Q&As, and giveaways. So, we already knew Disney and Animation Studios were working together on with Pixar on the main presentation, which takes place on the Saturday the 9th at 3.30 in Hall D23. Um, so, they're going to be giving us a first look at um, the new film Elemental, which comes out next year. So we'll be getting an inside look on that one there. We're also getting a look at Strange World, which comes out in November. I'm um, also we're finding out some more details on the Disney Plus series Waju, which is going to be set in Lagos, Nigeria. We kind of saw about it last year, but now we're going to have looks by looks of it. We'll be getting a, like a first look. Now, there was a little note here that I want to bring up because it does say, please note that cell phones, cameras, and all other recording devices will not be permitted in this presentation, which says to me it's not being streamed. And this stuff is being shown to us without, um, may maybe they might show it out on there. But that little word there kind of said to me, they're going to be very selective of what of, of everyone gets to see outside of the panel. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if rather than streaming it, they will add it to their website later, yeah. possibly with trailers cut out, um, yeah. which I've, I think they've done in the past. Yeah. And Yes, we will be there. So, you know, I'm like, oh, not that big a deal. But obviously, millions and millions of people will not be at D23. And it's frustrating. But it is Disney trying to make it, like, worth your money to go. Well, this, I mean, this is it. You know, it's, it's, it's cost a lot of money for the tickets and stuff to go. But, and, you know, all the bits, you know, why you're going there. I have been sat on the other side over here watching everyone's social media posts for the last five d23 events so i know perfectly well how frustrating especially when they put this thing up of going there's no cameras permitted 
Oh, great. That means we're not going to get any. It's like you're going to be, if, if you're sat there, good, there's a presentation on the, you ain't getting anything on the internet unless Disney put it out because, yeah, it's, you're going to have to wait. It's it's really, no, it's annoying when you're trying to follow what's going on and it's like, oh, they've taken your phones away. Okay, well, we're not going to know anything more for a while. It, it is always funny, though, because there's almost always at least one little like uh, pirate stream with really bad quality. You can maybe hear what's going on and the person yeah. next to him is talking away. I remember seeing, I think, like, the end game piece where uh where thor shows up on the guardian ship for the first time and it, and you just kind of like is that i think that's hemsworth and there's always at least one well um, i i i remember the, the disney infinity days of watching um someone's periscopes that's how it was of like of these really bad live streams of these of these of the video games panel so yeah so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun but at least we know a little bit more about that there and they've also confirmed on the friday there will be a traceback presentation um on the hyperion stage looking back at the history there'll also be on saturday the 10th of September, a century of storytelling on the on the Walt Disney Archive stage. So if you can't get into the main stage, if you're there, you can go to these other shows and stuff. There's also going to be a present, a special celebration of Encanto with some special surprises. And this is one I'm looking forward to on the Saturday at six o'clock to seven o'clock on the Batlock stage. There's going to be a sneak peek at Zootopia Plus. Um, so that's gone into my calendar to try and get in to see that one. Um, so that's not and. Then on Sunday, there'll also be a hundred years of treasures from the Walt Disney Research Library. Um, yes, yeah, so there's going to be lots of stuff going on. There's going to be like photo opportunities as well. Um, with I think there's going to be a massive, great, big, like um, thing in the middle of the hall with a six foot tall turning red panda and photo opportunities with socks and Lightyear and some other bits and pieces all going. On. So they're going to have a big like um, I'm trying to think of what even. The, like a booth, like a big booth and, and presentation and stuff. So it's it, gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, having uh, done D twenty three twice in the past, I will say there is a lot of stuff on the floor to do, which is interesting. Like uh, the last time I remember, they had like a lot of the costumes from Black Panther out mm. on the floor, and you could just walk through them. And they had some Infinity War costumes up there. There's always you know very specific booths uh, dedicated to like, okay, th these are all the LP albums of mm. Disney. If you want to get, you want to drop like four hundred dollars, you can get all the LPs right from this booth and things like that. And and then of course there's a whole like dealers alley where you can get memorabilia from years and years gone if you mm. don't mind paying whatever the dealer is asking for it and so on. Uh, I've mentioned this before. I will mention it again though, and you'll probably hear me say it again as we get closer to D23. Don't ignore the smaller panels. They're they, they're one a very good chance to rest because there are not that many chairs on the floor mm -hmm. that you can use so that they you get an opportunity to kind of get off your feet but you can learn some really interesting things because they're much smaller and mm -hmm. normally we'll have a crowd size of like 30 to 40 people rather than the hundreds of people at the big presentation well it's probably thousands in the whole in the and in, in the main hall yeah in the main hall there's definitely thousands but these little smaller ones you actually get a chance to interact with the people yes you're mm -hmm. not going to be interacting with chris hemsworth or chris Pratt or any of those guys but people who actually work at the behind the scenes mm -hmm. stuff at disney and we're, we're talking parks uh you know events everything it's not just the movies and you can learn a lot from them and you can really get a chance to just deep dive on stuff mm -hmm. i'll be honest i'm looking because i remember la uh, the last one they had like lots of little stuff and stuff and it was quite fun watching all the videos and stuff afterwards but yeah from like me personally i'm looking i'm looking to try and go to as many of the disney plus um presentations because that's the main True. reason i'm there yeah. 
Um, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. So things like the Zootopia one, that's like bang, it's gone into the into the onto the diary for that day because it's not, not it, that will be my main focus of the day. But there's gonna be like if I wasn't doing the thing, you know, you might you know they'd be like, oh, there's a something there with like Mary Poppins or something, you know, all these different ones. But yeah, so D23 is slowly coming together. So is San Diego Comic Con. There'll be um, they announced there's a big FX like exhibit outside they're gonna be doing some panels and stuff we're just waiting to find out really about the marvel stuff there's gonna be gonna be a lot of um stuff from san diego coming around it's starting to feel a little bit like like it's like fx and the stuff that hasn't really slid into the d23 expo seems to be getting a little bit more time at san diego comic-con all the 20th century content seems to be really heavily focused there which seems to make a lot of sense i don't think disney are fully integrated fx <laughs> it's like yeah you can go around here there's this it. and oh if you go over there there's a ho american horror stories um labyrinth you can walk through <laughs> and, that, and that's of course the thing d23 is very specifically a disney event and it needs to have the disney vibe because it's not yeah. disney plus specific obviously yeah. but like i just said this is this is the parks this is the old shows this is burbank this is you know all of that and they very much want to keep that Disney vibe, the princesses, the Mickey Mouse, the, you know, Donald Duck and, and so forth. So yes, th there may be mentions for it, like in little small booths and things like yeah. that, but yeah, they, they are not going to have a, a giant, you know, um, under the banner of heaven over here and yeah. American I, Horror Story over the Netflix. I'm expecting some stuff with Avatar. I'm expecting some 20th century title well, announcements and stuff, but that, well, but, yeah. Avatar would make sense. It has a yeah. presence in the park. It has a whole section of Animal Kingdom, so you can definitely go, oh, this is part of Disney. And Star Wars is part of Disney. And Marvel is part of Disney, even with everything else. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just looking here because I just realized it is actually D20. It's actually San Diego Comic-Con next week. Um, so yes. before we go on to the reviews, and we'll do this quite quickly, from the Marvel point of view, what are, you, what are some of your predictions that you think they're going to reveal? Well, it's... Let's drop the obvious one yeah. uh, right away, which is trailers. There will be trailers or at least teasers for a lot of uh, upcoming projects. Teasers is actually probably more appropriate because uh, they're not going to want to drop trailers for things too far out. She-Hulk will be one of the big ones because that's the next Marvel one. And then uh, a roadmap for, let's say, seven years, seven to eight years of Marvel movies and maybe shows. I think the roadmap might just be the the end of phase four i think they might go a little bit tighter than um i don't know if they will go as far i think they might just be like here's the climax of phase four so we know and here's the roadmap for what's coming over the next two years because i don't think we're anywhere near the end of phase four yet um, we don't we don't even really know what phase four is at this point i've seen that that complaint yeah, a lot online that's been a lot online what, yeah what is phase four? keeping in mind phase one was literally let's just introduce the characters and it culminates in uh loki trying to take over or take the mm -hmm. tesseract um but yeah i i could see them going a bit farther out than just the end of phase four uh simply because everything has been pushed back so a lot of the announcements the uh, announcements in quotes for the next two years or so are things that have previously been announced mm -hmm. and they'll they'll obviously getting new dates uh, is important but they want to show no no no. there's more roadmap there's more things down the way there's a fantastic four there's the x-men or those i'm completely making up off the top of my head please don't go in with the expectation yeah. of that but i i'm i would expect in terms of like trailers i'm and dates i'm thinking uh what if season two i think we'll get a first look at black panther wakanda forever i think we'll get a first look at maybe um the guardians of the galaxy holiday special 
I think we'll get the trailer for I Am Groot. Because we still actually haven't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually coming out in about three weeks' time. Um, so those ones, we might, um, and also Werewolf by Night. I think that will be the other big one. I mean, those are going to be like the trailers kind of things of things that are coming out reasonably quite soon. I think a roadmap with like Secret Wars, Ironheart, kind of showing where they are going to be a little bit better. Some of them with in connection with the movies. And maybe go into 2024. I don't think they'll go too much beyond 2024. I don't think we're going to get. I like. I think seven years. I think that. Um, uh, yeah, it, it'll it's probably hard. Be somewhere. It'll probably be somewhere in the middle. But we'll we'll yeah. see. I, it'll be interesting to see what they've got going on. And I think there will be actor announcements like such and such will be playing this character, such and such will be. Playing. And I will caution people listening to this podcast. A lot of these we will probably have already known, but they're not officially confirmed well, yet. This is the big key problem. I think we're gonna. I think we, there were some banners going up with Captain America. Um, so there's, you know, the Captain America four. We might kind of get that officially confirmed. Things like Thunderbolts, Nova. You know, some of the some of the Disney Plus series that we've been hearing about. Um, there some of the stuff we know, but we haven't actually been officially to. And it's kind of like, and I feel like we're gonna have that big thing of everyone going, "Oh, we already knew all of that." Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> From their point of view. We get the logo treatment. And as you said, they'll bring some celebrities out onto the stage to kind of go, here's our big announcement. Here's this person. You know, or here's like, here is Nova. Here is, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, so before we jump into the reviews of this week, let's now talk about our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you so much for your support. It helps a lot. It helps towards paying all of the fees and stuff that we need to pay for and the software that we use. So a big thank you to Sarah for the executive level. Also to Andrew, Elliot, Jacob, Khaled, Red Marsman, G, Chris, Cody, Daniel. We've also got Darren, The Juice, Lauren, and Paul. Well, over on the YouTube, big thank you and hello to Mamau. We've also got Raphael. Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Thank you so much for all of your support. And as you know, all of our supporters can ask questions on the weekly Q&A, and the YouTube channel members can also join in live on, on Sunday night to join in, and also to get the little emojis and stuff that they can use as well. Right, let's now talk about this week's big new releases. So looking at the time and stuff, um, it's been a lot of extra stuff that I didn't realize we were going to talk about this week, so which is good. But in terms of, let's just just, just jump straight into it. Let's talk now Miss Marvel. Because um, there was a lot of good stuff in here. Um, what did you think of this episode? It was a, a satisfying ending to the, the series. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Of course, I've been more positive on the series than, than you have for the most part, so it's probably not too much of a surprise. But I, minus a couple of things, really did enjoy this final episode. And... Um, Overall, I know I'm not doing the overall, but the this is actually one of my favorite Disney Plus Marvels. It's not the, the top, that's it's not up there, but it's a solid one that I enjoyed. I really enjoyed this episode. I, I love I thought it was probably one of the strongest episodes. The troublest thing is for me is it kind of made it actually even more so of a way of we went episode one, episode two, really good. I really enjoyed them. And then you could almost jump to episode six. And if you just watched the recap, that's all you needed to know because the recap was indicated the only things you really need. Everything else was just filler. And I really enjoyed episode six. I think they hit the landing right. I think they did a number of good things right. Um, wasn't so keen on the kid getting superpowers and like blowing stuff up. And 
I would have it would have been just nice just to see damage control just going after Miss Marvel and him thinking he had powers or something like that. I don't think they needed to give him stuff to do. But I like the fact that there wasn't a big end of world crisis. There was just them trying to escape from um, damage control. I enjoyed that. Going back and having all the family, all the friends, just being, you know, and her using her skills a little bit more and becoming big. And the whole aspect, I really enjoyed, this was a much, I really enjoyed this episode. It was really good. It kind of got us back on track. It was a bit like, had it been a movie, we'd have had episode one, two, a little bit in the middle, and then we'd have gone into episode six and all the stuff that happened in Pakistan never would have happened. And probably even the clandestines wouldn't have even happened because they were completely pointless. <laughs> it's it, just like, yeah. It really did feel like, especially in retrospect, the clandestines were included simply because they need to have a fight every episode. That's the, the genre yeah. thing. And you see this with the CW shows. You see this with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and things. So it's not unique to this show. But, like, nope, it's a superhero show, which means they have to have a superhero fight. Oh, how do we do this? Because we can't do damage control. Ah, these these evil versions of it. It's like, you really didn't need to do that. It, they it, could have just had a damage control having a super-powered member. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have had just that would have had the... I just feel like damage control was such a... the natural villain of the series where you know they're trying to track her down and um the whole clandestine stuff just seemed completely irrelevant it just seemed unnecessary and going off i mean you know the whole backstory of going back in time it was didn't mean anything it just didn't mean anything at all in the grand scheme of things it helped it might have helped build out the character but spending 20 minutes with her grandmother didn't really or great grandmother didn't really help in the uh, I, don't, I don't know but this episode it really felt like Disney. This show hit the ground running and delivered what it was, what we wanted, what I wanted from it. It did, yeah. I got to the end. Of it, oh, that was a really good episode. That I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I wouldn't say this was my favorite um, Disney Plus series. It kind of was a bit um, hit and miss in the middle, but I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't understand. I really struggle with the idea of how few people seem to be watching it. Um, I'm hoping more people might have checked it out now that they've had the whole series out and maybe people can jump into it. But it's just really, just, I just find it really disappointing because there were some charming things about this series. Um, and Miss Marvel is, she is so nice. She's just really, a really nice character. Um, and even in regards to the story and stuff, just what she's done. I, I, I It's a lovely show. It is, it is a really good show. It might not be the best show, but it, it hit somewhere differently than the other shows, and I think that's what I liked. It was different, and I really like that about it. Um, any final thoughts on that before we get into like the two big reveals? Yeah, I think the the only complaint I had with the final episode was it did get a little home alone -y when they were in the um, when the, they were in the high school, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to use the, the the baseball throwers, and uh, we're going to use the science experiment to just fill it with this giant foam." I was like, "Okay, this is a, a little bit much," but okay. Again, as we said throughout the entire series, this is aimed at a younger audience, so the Home Alone does kind of fit in. And also, they actually do get, you know, caught rather than it's just Kevin uh, running around with impunity. Well, I like the idea as well that they they, they did that, but it, it was all a distraction. It wasn't there to, um, they weren't trying to, to beat them. To right. beat them, they were just trying to slow them down, and it was a bit, you know, it was, and it was all just one big distraction. So yeah. I did think that, that 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 worked okay, um, but yeah. So so that was good. Obviously, we had two big sort of surprises. So in the post credit scene, 
had Miss Marvel swap places with um, uh, Captain Marvel. She they kind of blipped and went. Up. There was a lot of discussion on the on, on the internet because in the comic books, Miss Marvel has turned into Captain Marvel, like shape shifted. And there was a lot of questions about whether what had actually happened, whether or not they'd split or whether they'd shifted. But it has been confirmed they swapped places. Um, now, I'm not expecting Cap the Marvels to start at that point. I suspect we will see Captain Marvel do be doing stuff. She's going to hit something and then she'll swap places and then they'll introduce Miss um, Marvel then. I think that's how that will work rather than just start the movie with the blip. Because otherwise, yeah, I don't think they'll do that. I think there'll be... a something set up before them probably an explanation for why it's happening because you know in this form it's just like she's at home she's doing fine and then her bangle is acting up and boop she's captain mm -hmm. marvel and it even even with them adding context after the fact it's like what's happening in the scene i don't understand what's happening in the scene so yeah it makes sense to me that the movie will, will probably give us context to why this is happening well they did that before with uh, one of the falcon and winter soldier like things where we it was like halfway through the movie we saw it rather than straight into it so right um exactly. but i think they've set this up quite nicely with her now being established that would just establish her straight in they can just introduce her this is miss marvel bang this is her and they don't have to do much of an introduction they'll probably just do hi carol i did in uh, like you know you can do a bit of a thing like that and just bring her in in a case case of a minute or two but i think that will work quite nicely i thought it that was great to see uh, Brie Larson in this series just for a, a fraction just to connect the two. Yeah, I wish it was a little bit less confusing what was going on, but hopefully yeah. it'll make more sense in retrospect. And of course, you know, we've already had characters like America Chavez joining in Doctor Strange. So hopefully it will not be jarring in the movie uh, yeah. to, to have that pop in. And also there was a big reveal where um, Brian reveals that um, Kamala's got some kind of mutation in her um in her dna but not only was it just she's got they mentioned the word mutation there was also a little rift from the 1970s from the 1990s animation yeah um and, it, and that really kind of like okay that's not just subtle they apparently this was not leaked out to anyone very few people knew about this one i'm a little bit like mm, yeah, i i was like why do it here but the thing is, is a bit like I would normally have been like, yeah, introducing mutants in this series didn't seem really fit. But because we've already seen Xavier in Doctor Strange, it's like, well, we've already had the first appearance and we've had, you know, it's not like it was the first mention of it. Um, but also, it's like they seem to, have, I mean, Miss Marvel is just, they've like, they've just rebooted her completely. Completely changed her powers. Completely changed who she's now. She's no longer a human. Now she's a mutant, and she's going to be the first mutant of the MCU. Um, yeah, and there's also the fact of like, could we not have got someone? I know Brian's intelligent. Or do we have to have all these kids work all this stuff out? That you know, I, <laughs> that, that is a significantly bigger issue. Um, the the Brian thing, and it was it's something that you see a lot in these shows. Like, yes, we're high schoolers, we're teenagers, like. And yet somehow I have access to like uh, gamma ray spectrometers and I can, I can compare your power readings. Like this is, uh, yeah. Okay. I get it. You, you, you need to need to quote unquote explain this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Oh man, can, can, can they not have the super genius friend for once who has access to 
uh, Tony Stark level technology yeah. and things like that. Anyway, ignoring that, yes, the, the mutation thing, which I thought was uh, highly entertaining simply because the Inhumans were supposed to be the replacement for the mutants. And of course, Kamala in the comics is an Inhuman. Now they're like, nope, uh, Inhumans didn't really work out. Here are the mutants and Kamala is going to be the mutant. And but then there's word that um, this could, obviously Kamala could be an Inhuman in another universe, in another dimension. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's plenty of things open, and the mutation could simply be um, the the trigger for the Inhumans when they get exposed to the Terrigen gas. This is what we saw in Agents yeah. of Shield. Like, either you turn into a superhuman like Quake does, or you turn into a pile of ash like uh, you know some of the other characters do. Uh, and that and this mutation could be that. But I I think it's pretty explicit that we are going down the X Men route yeah. with this at the moment. And I actually think it's a good idea. If, I, I know everyone's like, well, they, they want to rush into the X-Men. But I actually would be much more happy with them doing multiple dropping things like this. Talking about mutations. Saying, well, there's somebody's moods, you know, it's like turning around and going, well, actually, you know, they're, they're going to retcon like Scarlet Witch and go, well, actually, you have, you know, because they showed a little bit in, in, in Doctor Strange too, where, you know, she's like, in the house and she's got powers but like you know and it all comes through with puberty and all the rest of it. so I, I think they're going to just set the tone and build up to it and then you know rather than just kind of go all i think they can they can take their time over this one and just build up and then do the x-men or they might, i don't even know how they're going to do the x-men but yeah well we'll we'll see on that but like you can you can definitely go back and go okay scarlet witch and quicksilver what allowed them to survive the experiments that we saw at the uh, Age of Ultron and then the mm. uh, post credit scene that led into that was that they're mutants, kind of similar to how uh, Kamala is able to use the bangle when other people yeah. can't because it's the, the activation effect. As for the X-Men themselves, I really hope that they don't decide to do that. There's actually been a secret school in New York for the last 20 years, and they've just been hidden. They've been little Wakanda in the middle of Rochester, New York. I, I would like them to start from the beginning. Sure, bring in Xavier as a young man or bring in a completely new character to be the mentor figure. But I, I would like, given that we now have like 15 years of history with the, the Marvel Universe, I don't really want another secret society that just has been hiding and not, and no one knows about even if it is the X-Men. Yeah, it, it is a very... It's going to be interesting to see how they're... But um, it definitely got the internet talking that morning. The um, the concept of not doing spoilers completely went out of the room once the mutants got mentioned and Brie was in there. It was just like... It was everywhere. It was, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, everyone's talking about this show suddenly. <laughs> just like... And it might be like kind of thing... I think there might be a bit of a boost this week where some people are going like, I don't need to watch that. Maybe I will poke me head. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you weren't planning on watching it, it literally is just you have a mutation. Like, yeah, that's it. That that that's it. That's it comes the at the end of the story. It's not even connected to the rest of the series. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, like I said, I I think this is I think this is a good episode. It's kind of finished off the series. I think strong. Um, it's always going to be funny with with, with Miss Marvel. She was always on an uphill battle before she even start before the series even started. Um. But I'm glad. I'm really glad that I was hoping for. I did kind of go for the end and go. Like Captain, she will return. I'm like, oh, I wanted season two. That's what I kind of wanted. I was like, come on. I was like, the trouble is, season two, they, they're either going to integrate her in with other shows or they're going to be like, no, the viewership was not good enough for a second season. 
that's my worry with this one of like this is the least viewed one of like but it, at the same time like, this is the one that we could do with the the quick and we need it now get them yeah. filming it like now while she's still young you know you've only got a few years to kind of make the most of this so get on it yeah no when you've got kid superheroes there is a timeline for how long you have i mean sure they you can get lucky with like tom holland and yeah he's teenage spider-man like not really but you know uh we'll see how that goes i would love to see a second season or or even just her showing up in other shows or or doing the champions which is kind of yeah. the young avengers or or the young avengers and uh either way i do understand why this didn't do as well there's a lot of different factors into it but it is actually a solid show yeah. with some serious missteps in the middle we do have to acknowledge that yeah. that said overall i just enjoyed the ride on this one yeah i definitely i definitely would fall into that thing of like great start dodgy middle really good end and that's kind of like it was that was how that one went with me um now before we go off just a quick couple of things i'm gonna briefly mention zombies free which came out on friday um i did watch it unfortunately um, <laughs> i did not I got, i'm gonna be honest I, got, I even messaged you and was like don't bother um if you like zombies one and two you're gonna like this one if you like dancing you're gonna like this one for adults just skip it it's just I, I I actually was like, I am hating this. I am just really... The dancing was great, but the story and the plot was just... And the acting and everything was just like, oh, this is just painfully bad. So, yeah, if you like Zombies 1 and 2, you will enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Um, but this is definitely a younger demographic. It's not aimed at me. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it was it's like... Uh, I was so glad when it ended. The songs and stuff are nice, but yeah, this is the plot in between just... oh. Unbelievable! How it's like you talk about making assumptions. They just jump straight. <laughs> they bother doing it. Like, yeah, we're not even gonna bother. But yeah, so that Zombies Free came out. Is out. Um, we also had a new episode of Only Murders in the Building. Again, just because the series just continues to just get good and just continued. It's just I, I enjoyed like them bringing in like the, like it's not only the daughter but kind of the daughter. It kind of freshened up the the act a little bit and her being a little bit older and getting involved in all the little caves and or little tunnels behind them all. Yeah, no, I, I a really good episode. I'm just really enjoying this series. We're at that point now. We're at a halfway point. So it's like we don't know where it's going. It can go anywhere in the next four episodes. I think this might actually have been my favorite episode, not just of season two so far, but maybe of the series entirely. There's so many great bits in it. Nathan Lane coming back into the show, and he's playing nice with Martin Short. And then the death scene when he exits the elevator, and <laughs> the, the facade comes off, and he's, he had that great little monologue. Don't watch the monologue in front of kids. Yeah. It is not kid-friendly. Um, but my favorite bit was the daughter coming in and being the young person. And yeah. um, what's her name? The Yeah, yeah, Selena uh, Gomez. Is it Selena Gomez's character no longer being the hip and trendy one who knows all the energy. She's just looking at it going like, are you, what? Are you speaking English? <laughs> what are you talking about? And, and it, it, it was such a great moment because it's like, yes. Yeah, it happens all the time to me. <laughs> it, it's that famous Abe Simpson, um, you know, I was with it, and then they changed what it was. And now, and it'll happen to you too. And it was fun to see it happening with Celine. And she played it so well, uh, just yeah. like this. Oh, I, I kind of get what they see when they're talking to me. Yeah. And and it, this was a great episode. This was a yeah, fan, was good. fantastic episode. I loved it. I also happened to watch the the Bob's Burgers movie this week mm -hmm. because it came on to Disney Plus. Oh, that, I really didn't get it. 
I really, I've really struggled with it. Have you? I've never watched the series, so that's probably going to be my thing. And I kind of was like, well, hold on, this is a movie. I should be able to jump in here. This is, this is a post, supposed to be a jump in point for me. And I just didn't, I didn't like it. Um, it, it was okay for a bit, and it was, it just went off on the crazy scale of, um, under, I don't know, underground layers of, of it, I just didn't like it. It was, it wasn't for me. I have seen like two episodes of Bob Burgers. I, it's not my thing, but I do actually understand why it is so popular. I can see the demographic they're aiming for, and it and works well. I've not seen the movie. I have no idea how the movie relates to the the series, and if it you know mm. will be fine for people who enjoyed. It. I assume it did. You know, like the Simpsons movie was fine if you were a Simpsons fan, and yeah. so on. Um, I I just most of my relation to the show is people sharing uh, Tina Belcher memes the, you know the daughter because uh, she's she's very memeable apparently yeah. that's about it yeah it just it just it just didn't it just didn't click with me and I'm someone that basically cooked burgers for you know a decade so it was like you know I completely understood I got where he was coming from and running a business and the stress and stuff that came with but still, it was just, it just it was just a bit crazy I it wasn't mm -hmm. but I think if you enjoyed the series you probably probably and there's a reason why it didn't do so good at the box office because of well, all that it, there's that and then also you know as as successful as some movies are like top gun and uh you know various marvel movies and so on the box office is still not to the yeah. point where people are just going oh you know what we've got a free wednesday night let's go to the movies it's like no the, that we're not back at that point so yeah. a lot of these i don't want to say second second tier because that yeah kind, kind of, of demeans them but the the not huge blockbuster movies are still very much struggling yeah but no, it's 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 good the fact it came out on Disney Plus here in the UK and it went on to Hulu in the US. Um, also, we had a new episode of The Orville, and I'm gonna be honest, this was my least favorite one of the season so far. It was very, um, I don't know, it just seemed a bit bland. I didn't I didn't enjoy it as it, much. Well, they had like the two different stories going on with the the all women, well, not all women, but the matriarchal society that they're trying to appease by pretending that men aren't in any position of power on the ship which sometimes worked sometimes didn't sometimes was kind of like all over the place but it didn't i think because we've just we've done that so much with the mucklins it didn't seem well, like it was like well okay it was, i know it's a row reverse but it was like it wasn't strong enough on its own it just felt, it just felt a bit odd that it was important to do the other side because yes we have we spent a lot of time with the mucklins and they're purely male society and like you said, the role reversal. Plus, it allowed for some interesting, fun moments with you know Kelly being like, um, "I'm the captain right now. I need to stop doing captain things because you're not supposed to be the captain right now." Some actual humor yeah. moments, which have been missing from this the series since the beginning of the season, and then also that little bit with Bordis being like, "What? Why would we associate with such a backward civilization <laughs> that doesn't respect me?" Or like Bordis. Just shut up, dude. You know he does, uh, yeah. But he's had such a he's had such a growth over this over these three series. So, you know he's really kind of, you know he's he, he is he does accept them. You know accept, I, accepts women very, you know without a worry. But it, I do like that they they have that little moment with Bordas where he's like, why would we accept this matriarch yeah. that's so backwards? Because it it does show that you know he's progressive by Mocklin standards but he is not progressive yeah. by other standards and you know the spectrum changes based on what you're talking about and that's something we can all learn from and then of course there's the other story where they find this Kalon who actually has emotions and doesn't want to murder everybody and yeah. 
I think that will be in a very important part of the episode in terms of like uh, moving forward. And of course, they're going to have plans for how to deal with the Kalons moving forward. So it's a very important plot point. But I honestly it was just kind of like, can we move on? Yeah. It was I'm, it was so a bit it was a bit sluggish. And also the whole thing of it, you know, um, in getting it's getting feelings and then kind of them erasing them because it didn't mm -hmm. work. It was nice seeing maybe, like the introduction of why they all turned mm -hmm. on their owners. I thought that was good. But it was a it was the worst episode I think of the season so far. It just felt a little bit sluggish, um, and you know, and you, know, you want feelings of like, do I want feelings? Like, and, oh, and yeah, it was it was a little it was a little bit lack. It wasn't my favorite episode. That and you know, this is one of the few places where I I don't think it has like where it needed to out Star Trek Star Trek because we have the whole data getting emotions and lore. Yeah. You know, who has emotions and they did the whole thing and. In this case, it was literally like, oh, yeah, uh, the way Star Trek did it with data is pretty much the way it happened. Like, oh, okay. Well, we've seen this story before. Yeah. Cool. Can we yeah. keep going? It, it, it was okay. It was just, it was, I mean, out of the whole season, I mean, if this, this is the, the, the worst episode, um, it, it shows how good the series is. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, worst episode is probably not wrong, but we're still at a much higher elevation yeah. than, than most of what recent Star Trek has been other than uh, Strange New World. That that ended last week, and I will just say uh, it stayed strong all the way through. I was very happy for that. A couple of it's, blips, it's, but, it's, it's on my yes. to-do. Now, now we got rid of every all the workmen and stuff in the house. I can actually get back and, and watch stuff because I've been locked away in the office for weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like just watching things on little squares like, no. Um, also got to watch the first couple episodes of Under the Banner of Heaven, which is coming to Disney Plus here in the UK at the end of the month. And um, there's a whole, obviously, the, we're getting the whole season at once. Um, I'm kind of going to, I'm a bit like, obviously not knowing where it's going. It's it's very well, I mean, it's very, very good, very well made. Um, very interesting seeing it how from the point of view of the Mormons' point of view and how strict they are and this mm -hmm. whole family and stuff. And Andrew Garfield being torn of what's going on and just seeing him at like a murder scene and like being a cop and just being absolutely in distress over seeing what he's seeing was so unique because so many times in these hits movie, you know, they walk in and just like, it's just like, well, there's, you know, just like, well, there's a can on the floor is treated the same way as like, you know, a body. And it was like, you know, he was horrified and he had to compose himself. And then he had to get the other people to compose themselves after seeing it. And I, I, I did enjoy that intrigued by the series. Uh, me and my wife, we're going to kind of we're probably going to take us a week to watch for it because it's quite a few episodes and stuff, and they're quite, about an hour plus long each. And we did two episodes back to back, but we're going to need a probably a um, a little bit more before the series comes out. But yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. So it's like I'm like I said, I'm still a little bit further back yet, so I'm not ready to right. give a full review because I'm not um, I'm only two episodes in. Right, and this has been out in Hulu in, in the states in its entirety for a couple of. Uh... At least a month since the last yeah. episode aired. It, it was coming out weekly. I have seen the whole thing. I'm actually not going to talk about it because we have the opposite problem we normally have where I'm like, I've yeah. seen the whole episode. And I watched episode two like literally three months ago. I yeah. don't remember where it ends and yeah. things like that. I will say it, it is really well done. Um, I agree with you on the point where they actually show the police officers being horrified at the scenes because – even in those, like, it's a sleepy town. Nobody ever has problems. The, the person just walks in and like, oh, there's blood. And they and they become, like, top-tier CSI. Yeah. And and having Garfield just be like, you know what? This is not what I am used to. <laughs> I am used to giving people for jaywalking and, yeah. you know, running red lights. I am not used to clean. And then he has to compose himself because he's the one in yeah. charge. And the people below him are freaking out. So he's got to be, nope, 
I am totally not freaking out right now. Everything I, I know what I'm doing. And if you've only ever seen Garfield, Andrew Garfield in uh, Spider-Man, uh, you are missing out on a lot of his acting ability. Like between this and well, I um, mean, I what's the one I watched him in recently? Um, the eyes the of Tammy Faye. Oh, no, the eyes of Tammy Faye because he was kind of playing a kind of a similar because he was a um, Christian um, evangelist kind of. He does that a lot. Yeah, no, I, I've, he's like, I mean, I, I did actually watch Spider-Man No Way Home this morning because it came on the Sky Cinema today. Um, so it was just like, yeah, no, I, I've been, and the, the cast in this is great. I mean, you got Captain, you know, you got Captain America in there. You've got, uh, you got Book Sully from Jake from Avatar. It's great. <laughs> I'm really, it's just like, yeah, this is a great, great series. I'm, I'm really happy to. This is the one I'm looking forward to watching over the next week. And it, uh, avoiding spoilers here, it it does get pretty dark at times but it's really well done and uh, it's very you know in your head and thinking about what's going on i remember each week kind of going oh where do you go from this and trying to put some pieces together yeah. uh if you're in the states go ahead and watch it it's in hulu i look forward to seeing um what you guys across the pond mm. think of it too especially I, yeah especially since you don't really have mormons over there mormons very american thing yeah I mean, enough yeah it was found yeah, they were founded in America. I don't think yeah. they, other than their missionary work, they don't really. Yeah, do I think just as a general, like in as a whole, this and it was a little bit like this with Filthy Rich as well, where um, it's kind of a little bit harder to um, get because our systems over here just don't work the same way, mm -hmm. and how um, yeah, like Christian stuff is much more like far away from you know this kind of level so it's kind of like in some ways it's quite scary watching it because we're just not used to seeing this kind of level of of it i mean and yeah it's just just very interesting really re really enjoying it can't wait to watch the rest of the series also um flipping gears entirely we had solar opposites um so the entire season got released in the US on Hulu. It was supposed to be the entire series on Disney+. Plus. They shifted gears at the last second and just released three episodes. And then we're getting new episodes weekly, uh, which is a shame. They didn't, I mean, literally, yeah, I, I did get it confirmed that's what's going to be happening. So we're going to be getting Solar Opposite episodes for the next, like, six weeks or so here in the UK, among Canada and Australian stuff. But the first three episodes... I love this show. It's so stupid. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so vulgar. It's oh, I. I just really. It's one. Of, I'm. It's like for me at the minute. I'd rather. I'd rather watch Solar Opposites than I. You know, I've recently been watching some of the um, South Park specials on Paramount Plus and um, Family Guy, and just like to me at the minute, Solar Opposites is just top tier um, ad animation at the minute. It's just <laughs> so funny. I haven't seen any of it so far, no. but I, I yeah. think. It's really weird that they would drop the whole thing here and then do weekly drops. Well, they they, they they even I had a, Disney even confirmed because I asked them something and they're like, yeah, we're dropping the whole lot at once and the, all the advertising and then they just they literally just changed their plans and spread it out, um, which was annoying because it didn't, didn't it was like we're logged in on Wednesday. Like, I mean, they even gave this the I even got the entire series for screener. That was <laughs> that was even the weirdest thing. But I didn't get around to watching them all, and then they changed it, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, it's a very, very um, interesting thing of like how they Disney just keep changing plans. It's like the bear. The bear was coming in Canada and Australia, and then suddenly, then it got delayed a month. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching that as well. So there's loads of great stuff. There's some really good shows. I think hopefully dropping in August. I just don't get it. Why it released the entire series in the states and and then weekly drop it's like the 
all you're doing is encouraging people who really enjoy the show to seek it out through other means. It wouldn't be so bad as well, but we're getting lot. We've got so many shows; it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like we're lacking content. So yeah, it's it is a very very strange one. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is an odd one. Before my dogs start fighting. <laughs> so you'd think this little fluffy one wouldn't, but yeah, she's she's the worst. I can <laughs> Well, on that note, guys, thank you very much for watching. We'll be back next week with um, another episode, and we'll be talking. I'm just trying to think what we've got for new releases next week. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any major I, ones. I, I think we're right now in this cycle. We've got some stuff coming down the pipeline a couple yeah. weeks from now, and, and towards the end of the month. But I think. Yeah, I so think I will be. Kind of yes. Away. Yes, I think um, I will be able to talk to you guys about High School Musical, the musical, the series, the first few episodes of season three, at least. And yes, I think it's a bit of a lighter week next week. But hopefully we get the the lists for August will drop at the beginning of the week. So that would be good, but they might be later. Who knows? On that note, guys, thank you very much. We shall see you guys soon. Laters. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.